You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I'm very good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well myself. We're, we've kind of settled in to the post-draft uh, part of the offseason. And uh, for a lot of people, this is, this is kind of the slow season. Uh, for the league, it's really the slow season. Uh, we're going to try to dig in over the next several weeks to some, some fun topics here. Uh, I know Kate and Marcus, actually I should say uh, Marcus and, and a special guest yesterday started Ooh, our, yeah, check that out if you, if you missed it. Uh, but Marcus started yesterday with some buy sells holds for the Buffalo Bills. We're going to continue that today and we're going to cover every single team over the next uh, next 32 episodes, really, over the next month plus of this uh, of this pod. And I think this is a great topic. First of all, we're always trading in Dynasty, right? We're always sure, sure. looking to buy or sell. Uh, but also, this is just a good chance, I think. We're obviously post-free agency. We're post-draft. This is going to be a good chance for us to look back at what these teams really look like now after the draft, after free agency, what do we really think of these teams overall? So this should be a good exercise. I'm looking forward to it. Although we we got we got the short end of the stick here again. That's Matt. what I was about to say. Yeah, Man, they they get the Buffalo Bills, one of the <laughs> one of the best teams in the league, one of the most explosive offenses. They've made some some pretty fun and exciting moves this offseason. We get the New England Patriots now. You know, say say what you will. Obviously. Tons of success, maybe the best franchise in all sports over the last 20 years. But when you look at this roster from a dynasty, from a fantasy standpoint, it's not all that exciting. Uh, let's let's do, Matt, let's just do kind of a quick team overview before we talk about the player on the Patriots that we would be buying, selling, or holding. Uh, so, of course, Mac Jones entrenched at quarterback, the rookie that they drafted, uh, a year ago in the first round, that worked out well. He's uh, he's the man at quarterback for the mm-hmm. foreseeable future. The backfield is very crowded. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson uh, looked like a very strong one-two punch a year ago. Balanced each other out pretty well. James White was hurt much of the season, but uh, re-signed as a free agent this offseason. Great pass catcher. And then the Patriots added two more. They draft two running backs, Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris. So I don't know what to make of that backfield now, Matt. Uh, let's let's look at the wide receiver position. They've made a couple of additions there as well. Devontae Parker, they trade for. Uh, he looks like he could be their top option. Jacoby Myers is back, was a restricted free agent. He'll be back with the team. Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, a couple guys they added last year in free agency. Tyquan Thornton was their draft pick. They, uh, according to many people, overdrafted uh, the speedster in the second round. And and Nikhil Harry still hanging on just barely to a roster spot. They've got Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith at tight end. Uh, both of those free agents acquired last offseason as well. So, Matt, when you look at this roster, 
What are kind of the big picture takeaways from a dynasty standpoint? Yeah, you mentioned that we got the short end of the stick, Bills versus Patriots. I might rather talk about any team than this one. I mean, I might rather talk Texans. I might rather talk Jags. You know, this is rough. And I said these words on Peacock and Williamson shortly after the draft. And trust me, I have the ultimate respect for Bill Belichick and the Patriot organization. I'm actually just finishing up the Man in the Arena, the Brady series. It's been pretty good. I've enjoyed that. There's not as much Belichick as I'd like in there. And this is maybe the most disrespectful thing I've ever said. But is Belichick losing it? I mean, I just don't understand their collective two past off-seasons. I mean, they've had a lot of picks and a ton of cap room. And I don't understand what they're doing. I mean, I really think they're assembling one of the worst football rosters in the whole league. And Bill the coach overcomes Bill the GM, I think, more often than not. And trust me, I mean, he'll forget more football than I'll ever know. But I don't understand their draft, the where they spend their money outside the organization, going back to... Aguilar and even Henry and Johnny Smith and all the guys they added last year on their spending spree. And I mean, for a team that didn't have, that had plenty of needs, they drafted two running backs and a quarterback in the mid rounds altogether. I mean, they're, I'm not even going to kill them for Cole Strange because he'll probably be a fine starting guard. But I mean, everybody just seems like you could get much later than the price they paid for them. Yeah, but again, according to most, as I said with with Tyquan Thornton, Cole Strange was overdrafted. Uh, no, nobody had him. I don't believe as a as a first no. round pick, except for uh, for the Patriots. I, I guess my pushback on that was they've been doing this for years. They've been no, I know. Piece, I know. piecing it together. Uh, they they let players walk as they did this year with uh with jc jackson that you know they rather than than pay up for for these proven commodities they let them go and 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 draft the next guy or or sign someone on the cheap um they've they've never been good at drafting wide receivers you know outside of day three pick julian edelman right um i mean anytime they've drafted a, a wide receiver in the first couple days the first three rounds i can't remember a time it's gone well certainly didn't with Nikhil harry as the uh the most recent example uh before thornton and running back has always been kind of what it is right now no no superstar i mean it's been years since Corey dillon was there and was kind of the anchor of that backfield but but since him pieces pieced it together multiple guys you never know which one to to really count on week to week and or even year to year, honestly. So it, it just kind of feels like another another year of the same thing, but they keep winning. I mean, they, they bounced back in oh, 2021 yeah. and, and had a good season, uh, much better than, than you would expect looking at this offensive roster. Oh, yeah. Again, I have great respect for the coaching staff. I just don't quite understand the front office. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't either. Some some strange moves for sure mm-hmm. there, uh, pun intended. <laughs> Matt, as we, uh, as we continue the episode, we are going to focus uh, on the New England Patriots. We'll, we'll pick one player to buy, one player to sell, and one player that we think you should probably 
hold on to, and we'll start. I've that got like a million under all the above. Break. I've, I've got a lot under the. I've got a lot under. I don't really want these players, but we'll, yeah, they all fit that one. But we'll see if we we'll can narrow that, it yeah. down. Alrighty. Hey everyone, I've been telling you guys about Built Bar for a long time now. They've been great friends with the whole Locked On Network and really with my family, to be honest with you. We've been getting Built Bars for quite a while and they don't last long around here. I mean, they uh, this is a, the time of year when a lot of people have given up on their New Year's resolution, but not this year. So I, I've been sticking to it and eating right whenever I have to fight my kids for these Built Bars, but it, it almost feels like it's not a resolution because they're so easy to eat and they're tasty. I mean, they got real chocolate on them I've, I've told you guys before my wife's kind of a uh, a chocolate snob and she doesn't like a lot of the bars because of the, the waxy chocolate feeling but um built bars aren't like that at all and, and if you haven't tried the puffs you're missing out on one of the best built bars in terms of taste for sure they're great uh puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow they're fluffy they're marshmallowy they're not just a protein bar they're a treat and they they too of course are covered in 100 percent real chocolate um, they're a fan favorite with incredible flavors, you know, uh, coconut marshmallows big here. Banana cream pie is actually my favorite. Uh, these are going to be your new favorites. I can promise you that one. Uh, low cal, high protein, replace, replace your candy bars with these. I mean, they're just better. I mean, a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most built bars contain 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. I mean, so high protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Again, I mean, they blow candy bars out of the water. Tons of great flavors. So here's what you got to do. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your next order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are back. We're talking New England Patriots today. And Matt, let's start with the buy. For me, this was an easy one. We'll see if we'll see if you agree. But I had to specify. I want to buy Mac Jones in Superflex Dynasty leagues. Uh, currently, the quarterback eighteen in DLF ADP. He's actually behind Tom Brady, which is kind of interesting uh, value wise. So before I've got some trades here, I've got a little bit of a, a few other numbers to share with you. Before I do that, what are your thoughts on Mac Jones? Not even on the field necessarily, but just as a dynasty asset. Is this is this someone you want to be investing in? I respect him. I think he's going to be a very good. I think he's going to be a, a good quarterback. But he's. I don't think he's ever going to be a high end fantasy producer. I think, you know, uh, you know, his ceiling is probably. Derek Carr, you know, mm. it's just because he doesn't run. I don't think he's got the Brady ceiling where he's going to throw 50 touchdowns and things like that. He was actually my, I had two cells. I had Mac as a cell oh. just because you can get stuff for him. You know, that there's still a lot of buzz. He is a good player. A lot of these guys, I mean, like, just to pull the curtain back, my hold is Jonu Smith. I mean, I can't sell Jonu Smith for a bag of footballs. So, I, you know... If for me to sell somebody, I want somebody that at least has some value. So I thought Mac was like the most valuable, clearly super flex option here. And if I owned him and I could get out of the whole New England situation and turn it into draft picks or 
Kenny Pickett and something else, or I don't know. You know, I mean, I think it's it's not a must sell, but I'm, I want to get something back for the guys I sell, and there's not many guys here that are worth anything. Yeah, that's a very fair point, and, and kind of goes back to what we were saying. I know uh, yesterday on on the episode covering the Bills, um, Marcus and uh, Marcus identified Devin Singletary as the buy, and and at first I I was thinking I, I probably disagreed with that, but a, a lot of the, the point there was yeah uh, yeah a lot of the point was he's dirt cheap right and, yeah yeah and yeah he's still a starting running back so. I get that, um, and when you look at this New England roster, you're right. You're you're just not going to get much for any of these players outside of Mac Jones in a super flex league. I do have some trades here. Maybe this will change your mind. Okay, because I have some buys kind of along the Singletary mold too, but let's go through some of these trades. Okay. These are all super flex, right? These are all super flex trades. Um, Mac Jones and Noah Fant for Travis Kelsey. Uh, that one I think is is the toughest for me to decide on. Obviously, Kelsey when it scares me, yeah, obviously because it involves Kelsey, that that veteran, it's it's a little team dependent. Uh, if if you really feel like you need to sell him before it's too late, I think this is a pretty good return. Uh, get the younger tight end and uh, obviously the quarterback. We know how how difficult it is to get a quarterback in those super flex leagues. I'm I'm kind of on the fence on that one, but I, I think it's a fair deal. Uh, next one. I think Matt. I'd rather have a 12-year starting quarterback than Kelsey for another year. I mean, unless I think that's my final piece to win money in my league. Right, right. Mac Jones for the 1.08 and 2.08. Do you get Pickett at 8? Probably get Pickett at 8, yeah. Probably get Pickett at 8. So I think Pickett in a second rounder, give or take, is the way I'm looking at this. I think I'll take the, the little extra there. Give me the Give me the picks. Yeah, I think I'd be on the other side of that one. I'll go with Jones okay. there. I think this one is even easier. Mac Jones for the one twelve. No. Uh, yeah, give me give me Mac Jones there. Jones and a three point oh eight for a twenty twenty three first rounder. Hmm. I might take my chance. I mean, assuming I can field, you know, I have Carr and other guys like that, or Cousins or whatever, to get me through this year. That I'm not short on quarterbacks. I might roll the dice on that future first. Yeah, I could see that as well. We know how how oh, difficult it is to to get those first rounders in twenty twenty three. That class is already um, so valuable. You know, even uh, here a year out before they're uh, they're on our teams. Uh, last one, Mac Jones for the one point oh five pick. A little little pricier. Uh, mm. I might still take Jones. I, I think that's I that's kind of the fair Jones. asking price. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't like those five receivers or so all that much that you're getting there. So that's not much different than 108 and 208 to me. I might even take Pickett at 105. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense if if you're a Pickett guy. I'm I'm not really. I have mixed feelings. Not really in that range. Uh Mac Jones was the quarterback 19 last year. He was a quarterback one in 29% of his games that gave him five QB1 games as a rookie. I believe I would have to check. I think that's the same number Tom Brady had. Uh, back in his rookie season. So, of course, I think it's fair to say that Mac Jones is the next Tom Brady, right? Oh, clearly. Yeah, obviously. obviously. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, I, we say that very tongue-in-cheek, of course. But I will say that I remember when Tom Brady was a rookie, and I remember some of these same conversations of, 
good good NFL quarterback, but doesn't have the upside in True. fantasy. And, and that was kind of that was the narrative until you know until Randy Moss showed up and he started tossing sixty yard touchdowns. So um, I definitely five years from now, my my opinion of Mac might change drastically. You know? Yeah, I, I would never say Mac Jones or or anybody else is the next Tom Brady, but right. I do think one year in with this receiving core that he had, uh, quarterback eighteen and and five QB one games was pretty impressive in my opinion. Okay, yeah, I hear you. That's better than I thought with the QB one games. Any other buys? Any other players you would be trying to scoop up right now from the New England Patriots before we move on? Here's my three names, and just bear with me. I mean. Ramondre Stevenson, Pierre Strong, and Damian Harris. And here's my logic is I think Stevenson's a very good player. You know, I I think he is a top 15 running back in this NFL. And I'm not sure that the common perception of him is quite that lofty, you know, and I hate his situation, hate it. But I just think that he's the best player here. And I don't know that everyone is valuing him accordingly you know like i heard greg cosell saying that he might rather Ramondre stevenson than Najee harris you know i mean like uh, smart people understand his talents so maybe he's still undervalued although i don't really want to buy into the patriot backfield although i just listed three three running backs <laughs> i mentioned damius harris for that reason though because i hope he leaves if i can buy him now while his stock is low after they drafted three running backs in the last two years and he goes to the Saints, and he's Kamara's backup and or Kamara's successor after free agency. His stock's going to go up, you know. So my hunch is they don't plan on resigning him. So can I get him a bump when he changes teams? That that's my logic on that one. And I mentioned Pierre Strong just because I like the player, and I think he was worth more pre-draft than post-draft. Do you agree with that? One hundred percent agree yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, at cost, Pierre at Strong cost, right. is, is probably a, a fourth round rookie pick at this point. Right, um, right, right. May not may not even be drafted in some rookie drafts. So, uh, sure, if you've got the roster space, I don't mind taking a chance on Pierre Strong. I kind of disagree with your Damian Harris uh, pick there. In fact, we'll talk about him as okay. one of my as one of my cells. I, I just don't see him as as a difference making running back. So even I like the idea of what you're saying that, you know, a new situation could be helpful for him. I just think, you know, you look at the next class or two and is he even going to be a starter in the league in 2023? I I don't know that we can assume that. In fact, with this crowded Mm -hmm. backfield, I'm not sure he's the starter in 2022. No, I think Stevenson will be, which is why I mentioned him. If there is such a thing as a starter here. That's a good call. You know, I was thinking just like as soon as he changes teams, try to trade him that offseason. But when that time comes, maybe he'll get a very limited offer. And Yeah, and if you're is... buying him now, you, you also have to hold him a year. He's taking yeah, a roster yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. I do like the Stevenson call. I think he's the most talented back on the roster as well. Mm-hmm. And his price might have taken a small hit due to these these moves they made. That's what so I thought, yeah. I'm, I'm on board with that one. Uh, we will talk Damian Harris as a dynasty sell right after this all right let me take a chance here you know a little time out of our to talk about rockauto.com um they've been a really good 
good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They, rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for for professionals as they are for you guys so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts so here's what you do go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck write locked on in their how do how did you hear about us box they know that we sent you that's locked on two words amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com thanks for making locked on dynasty your first listen every day now make Locked On NFL your second listen. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We're talking about the New England Patriots buys, sells, and holds. I'm buying Mac Jones in Superflex Dynasty Leagues. Matt's uh, investing in that backfield, hoping for a nice return on that investment. Let's talk about who we're selling. I'm going to stick in the backfield. It's Damian Harris. He's the running back 32 in DLF ADP right now. And last year, he was the RB 13, which feels feels pretty good, right? Mm, I mean, if, you're, yeah. if you're getting the RB 13 at RB 32 prices. The problem was that was really just a volume situation, right? If, if you look at his uh, points per game, he averaged fewer than 15 fantasy points per game in PPR leagues. He only gave you two RB one games all year long. I just don't see it for Damian Harris. Kind of some of the same things I, I was, I was talking about earlier. I think Stevenson's the more talented back. I think the, the draft picks they made this year, uh, point to Harris not being a Patriot long-term mm-hmm. and, and you can argue whether that's a good or a bad thing as you kind of already have. Uh, somebody needs to want them. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, we've yeah. seen the market um, for, for those types of backs. I mean, even um, you know, even a guy like Melvin Gordon sat available for, for weeks before re-signing with his former team and um, other, other backs in that mold that aren't necessarily Great pass catchers. They're almost a dime a dozen at this point. I guess I can't argue that. You know, I mean, it, I, I need a lot of things to line up for my Harris purchase to yield a profit. Looking at some recent Damian Harris trades, I, I really thought this was going to be kind of a singletary situation that we talked about earlier, but uh, the the. Prices are higher than I expected. Damian Harris for Gabriel Davis, even up. Give me Davis 
pretty easily, easily there. Not Number even two close. Receiver in Buffalo. Um, packaging. Wow. I, I don't know. I, I hope this was a mistake. Somebody out there. Uh, Harris and Pat Fryermuth for DK Metcalf along with Tyler Conklin. Uh, I don't whoa, whoa, whoa. don't know how that one happened. Uh, a, a package based around Damian Harris. He's the best player in the deal for Tom Brady. That is in a uh, that's in a super flex Standard league. Top. Oh no, I'm sorry. That is in a one quarterback league. So uh, that adds up. Then. Yeah, okay. yeah, fair fair deal there. Um, Harris and the 2.09 for a future first, a 2023 first slam dunk. Give me that first rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I would take I would take any future second rounder for Damian Harris at this point. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. I mean, that's probably what you should shoot for. Give me your next year's second, and we'll then we got a deal. Uh, any other sells for you uh, from the New England Patriots? Uh, the only one I wanted to mention was uh, Tyquan Thornton, just mm. because he's a recent pick. They used an early draft pick on him. I mean, maybe this is as high as his stock ever goes. I don't ever see him being a high-volume NFL player. Um, you know, maybe there's excitement now that, boy, he's going to be the, the top receiver on the depth chart. Someone might think that. I, I don't. Yeah, that, that's a good call. I mean, you're not getting a huge return there, but if he uh, he's certainly worth more than he was pre-draft just because of that draft capital. Uh, but I'm with you. I don't quite believe in that uh what about a hold I, I think this is first of all it's tough to define we kind of talked about it earlier typically it's players that just don't have a ton of trade value um so in some cases you're almost forced to hold them but at the same time a little bit of upside as well to me that uh, that's got to be Devonte parker the patriots make the trade for Devonte parker uh, with their division rival uh, miami it was pretty clear after the moves Miami made, they didn't need Parker anymore. They've got Tyreek Hill uh, and, and signed some other guys, Cedric Wilson as well. So Parker goes to the Patriots, and now he's on a team where he, he could be the number one option. And we talk about Mac Jones, you know, the dink and dunk down the field. This this could be perfect for Devontae Parker. Yeah, Parker was almost a buy for me. You know, that it, everyone's down on him. You could get him probably pretty cheap. And I, I have two questions, general questions, I want to ask you about the Patriots. And one of them is, who do you think the leading receiver on this team will be? I think I'd vote for Parker right now. I think you have to vote for Parker. I, I've been yeah. impressed with Jacoby Myers. He mm-hmm. continues to be undervalued. I, I wouldn't mind buying him uh, if the price was, was right. Don't don't mind having him on my team, but... I also don't know that he's a guy we can count on on a weekly basis. And then when you look at the other receivers, the veterans, Bourne and Aguilar and Harry, uh, I, I just have very low expectations for those guys. I mean, it could be – it's probably Parker versus Hunter Henry, right? I guess. I thought maybe Myers just from a volume standpoint in terms of just receptions. Yeah, so Parker is the wide receiver 69 in DLF ADP. Uh, obviously super cheap. His, his price, his value, I should say, hasn't really changed even after the trade. I think uh, most dynasty managers are just kind of giving up on him. You can pretty easily get him for a third rounder. If you do need some wide receiver depth, that's not a, a bad shot to, to shoot. I can see him being a wide receiver three for fantasy this year. And that's worth, you know, a third round rookie pick. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Any other players that you think fit into this category of players you should just be holding on your roster? Maybe. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. I mean, this one's kind of personal to me. I mean, you know, my hot young tight end infatuation. Well, Jonu Smith was like the poster boy for that early in his Titans career. And I own him, I bet, in 85% of my leagues. And I know him and Henry going there together certainly wasn't good. But I own him. I'm not ready to cut him. You can't get a cent for him right now. So he's like the definition of a hold and hope for me. Yeah, that's fair. Probably a good one. And still some upside with Smith as well. Dealt with an injury much of last season off and on. So we'll see if he can kind of bounce back to what we – what we saw from him in his Tennessee days. I think both of the tight ends I would still be investing in, but there mm-hmm. there certainly is a little cancel out situation with those two. They are investing in them. I mean, that, you'd hope that would tell you something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, what One quick question for you. Yeah. For you. A standard-sized um, Superflex League. Okay. Is Bailey Zappi rosterable? Uh, I would say no. Okay, I, I would I say was, no. We, thought he was about as borderline as you could get. Yeah, I mean we've seen we've seen New England do this for years when Brady was on the roster, and we chased all of those guys, right? We mm-hmm. chased all those backup uh, tight ends. I'm sorry, backup quarterbacks, and um, really never never Jimmy got anything to show for it. At all, yeah. um, so I, I, you know, they've been relying on what Brian Hoyer as a backup, and maybe they're just trying to to upgrade that backup position, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, barring an injury, uh, I don't. I don't think there's anything we're going to see from Zappy at all. I, mean, I didn't like him coming out. I just figured he's a mid-round rookie quarterback. Is that rosterable in itself? Well, there's some. There's some of those super flex leagues where uh, essentially every backup is, is rostered, right? If, mm-hmm. if there's enough spots. But you're talking typical, maybe 25, 28 man rosters. I don't think so. I think you need at least 30 to get him on a roster. That makes sense. I mean, even if Mac Jones gets hurt, I mean, I'd have a hard time starting Bailey Zappi soon. Well, he's he's no no lock to win the number two job either. True, 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 true. Cool. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.